0: And this is our plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this
1: justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Revolution. Radio! Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of this program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program revolution radio where information never sleeps do you
2: or someone you know suffer from poor circulation shortness of breath or chest pains are you looking for a more natural solution to help overcome these problems? People tell us that after just a few months taking Extendivite, their doctors have noticed unexplainable improvements in their overall health. For more information, visit heartdrop.com or call 1-877-928-8822. Extend
3: your life with Extendivite.
1: And tell them Nighthawk sent you, because if you call this number and tell them Nighthawk sent you, you'll get $5 off your first order at extendedbike.com.
4: Do you feel as if you don't belong? Do you know you were meant for something
5: more? Well you were.
4: Knowledge of who you are and where you
0: really are from is within your reach.
4: Join Janet Carrollson. Dr. Sasha Lesson as they search for the answers as they open up the Stargate to the Cosmos.
6: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stargate to the Cosmos, and I'm your host, Janet Care Lesson, with my co-host, Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. Our producer is Thomas Becker, and our guest today is Mark Kaplosky and we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Disclosure, alliances, social engineering, Tavistock, Paul is dead myth or story or whatever you want to call it, military tribunals, including QAnon, the secret Space Force, and Trump's imaginary Space Force, plus the Illuminati. A little bit about Mark. Mark was born in Waterbury, Connecticut, and after several moves, now resides in Missouri. At age 17, he was heavily influenced by a chance encounter at the Cafe Wa in Greenwich Village, where he got to pre-discover the legendary Jimi Hendrix as Jimi James in the Blue Flame, and this was 13 months before Jimi's first U.S. LP release. Suffering the loss of his brother in Vietnam in '69 sealed his resolve for peace. After returning home from his army assignment in the Canal Zone, he began his hobby of writing rock and blues. Rock and blues songs, playing drums, and building his own electric guitars. When he arrived in Missouri, he noticed the cows lack of a used record store, so he opened Mr. Vinyl's record exchange in order to bring music to the people. In 92, he participated in the group UFO sighting, which spurred his interest in researching the topics, a variety of toxic topics, including ufology, ancient mysteries, spirituality and religion, conspiracy theories, secret societies, and metaphysics. He has written a book called Miranda's, Miranda's Shadow, and there's a link on aquarianradio.com on the show page, uh, which is about perhaps the most abused girl in America, in which he discovers her four alternate personalities who surface to assist the host in remembering her tragic history. So there's a lot more on uh, aquarianradio.com. I'm going to put the link in the chat here for Mad to post, there's all kinds of images I've gathered so I'll go and look at that and it'll be fun oops I gotta go refresh okay uh dr Sasha lesson what would you like to say you discovered mark I think you were the one that discovered mark and then I contacted mark to come on the show
0: yeah um so I Sasha. I wrapped uh, can you hear me Janet yes I uh-huh. go can
6: ahead you hear me?
0: it's good
3: yeah
0: okay. uh, so i i have a, a bunch of facebook accounts where i rap about what i'm interested in and this guy i never heard of started uh making comments and i realized wow this guy knows more about a whole bunch of stuff that i'm interested in than i do and then we started talk, exchanging ideas and i realized Oh wow, he's smarter than me! And then everything Mark you've been putting up, I said, "God, I got to see what, what's co- what's coming down." So I'm really excited about having you at our show.
4: Well, I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> it's an honor to be here.
6: Yeah, we're very excited. These are the uh, topics that are near and dear to my heart. I love to research these things. I spend hours reading about it and YouTube's and things like that. So
3: well, I, noticed I, you're um, a I
6: Well, I love the Beatles, and we're going to start with the "Paul is Dead" myth story. And I didn't know which ones you were talking about.
0: Let me. Okay. Yeah, let's let's. That's a really good one because down at the Drumming Circle at the beach where I hang out, the guys are convinced that uh, Paul was following in his sports car, following this uh, great big truck that was pulling an old uh, yellow submarine, and he ran into it, and he got killed, and that was a substitution. <laughs> and that's what the guys at the beach think.
4: <laughs> it goes a little deeper than that. Um, it, it's uh, run by the Stock Institute of Social Engineering in London. And what they see to do... And who do, are they? Well, um... It's uh, part of the uh, MI5, MI6, uh, the British intelligence. or They have MI5 for uh, domestic and MI6 for foreign. It's uh, equal to the CIA in America. But what they like to uh-huh. do is uh, social engineering. And it seems to me, they're not going to admit this, but it seems to me they're following the protocols of the uh, elders of Zion, if you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah.
3: Please educate us. All right. There's a
4: list that was put out, um, supposedly uh, a very archaic list, but it keeps keeps bringing it up and saying, uh, oh, this is uh, anti-Semitic. Look how they're uh, portraying the Jewish people uh, with this list. But the people behind the list, I'm sure it's the Illuminati, uh, but what they're doing is they're following... uh, Their own rules, like divide and conquer, and uh, like get false information from the press, and uh, start a race war between the blacks and the whites. You know all these things that there's part of social engineering, and what what you see Tavistock doing uh, is when they uh, decided they wanted to have after after World War II they wanted to have a uh, a a break uh, an uh, age barrier, you know, between the children and the adults. And they came up with not only a new kind of music, but new haircuts, uh, new uh, lexicon of terminology, like being cool, being a teenager, rocking, you know, and hip. And, and So they introduced all this to split the family. And splitting the family is one thing that, that uh, the protocols of Zion will list uh, like, take control of the press, take control control of the money. All the things that you see the Illuminati doing today, uh, they say it, they, oh, it can't be true, it's just from that old book, Protocols Protocol of the Elders of Zion. But when you read the book, you'll see that it's exactly what they are doing today. And uh, the the main um, guy that was in, in charge of Tavistock Music Department was a professor of music and psychology uh, who, his name was uh, Theodore uh, Adorno and he wrote all the Beatles songs, which this gets Beatles fans mad. Oh no, Paul wrote this and uh, John wrote that. Well, they say they wrote it, except (laughs) they were all part of the conspiracy and that's why they're all knighted by the Queen. And not only the Beatles, uh, the entire British invasion. Uh, if, you're, if you're a hit maker, you're under control just like you are today. If you're uh, uh, a number one pop star, if you're, uh, uh, you know, Madonna or one of these people, Michael Jackson, uh, you're being controlled, and your music is being uh, formulated, and uh, it's, it goes so deep. That when they when they have a uh, the tape of a hit record, uh, the music executives pray a chant they chant over the tapes at a like a midnight uh, ceremony, and there's subliminal re- uh, messages on it, you know, put into the music after the performer tapes it. So everything, whether whether it's a TV show, uh, we all know that the fake news is put out by these people for social engineering. But not only the news, the music, uh the you know, the clothing, everything is meant oh, he's wearing his pants though. He's sagging. Oh I hate that. All blacks do that. Wow. Oh, Chinese Chinese do that. So all this is social Did engineering.
0: Did they chant Paul is dead? <laughs>
4: well <laughs> the you know the back the backward hints. I'm not sure uh who's responsible for that. But there are like hundreds of hints uh, on the album covers. And uh, maybe the uh, other Beatles, you know, they said, well, we want to have some input because they're being controlled to keep their mouths shut. And the replacement for Paul was a musician uh, named uh, uh, William Shears, William Shears Campbell. And uh, they say right on it, the first album that came out after Paul died was uh, uh, Sgt. Pepper. And the reason they picked the word Pepper was because Billy Shears Campbell had just put out a record under his... He was a studio musician in England. I think it was from Canada, though. But he put out a record called Billy Pepper and the Pepper Pops. And he did. He won a, a contest, uh, a Paul lookalike contest. So... Once Paul uh, died, and I don't know if this was on purpose, uh, there's there's uh, a theory that the MI5 had him assassinated, and I, I'm not sure why. But um, they they agreed, the Beatles agreed to let the new Paul be in charge of all the music, the musical leader of the band. So I could see where John would not be happy with that with the new guy. So they started calling him uh fall F A U L fake Fall.
3: Fake fall. I don't know.
4: Yeah it's a big Fall.
3: So they started
6: calling him but, Fall. Well I have a question. Uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, I was looking at one I, I you can go on the site and click at pick on it. And there's one where it has a close up of their teeth. And that, you know, I, I, I can see where, you know, they do the head shape and they have all this stuff where it matches and doesn't match. Let me get some feedback. Well,
4: the okay. new ball was like three inches taller. So you don't even have to look. Right, that there's box. that. Really good, you can try
3: to mile
6: away. I've got to get you the link, but there's one the, that I grabbed the picture of the day. And it's got the three face. It's got the um, the, the original call, got the call, and it's got one more picture of the So has got three pictures. But there's this teddy that matches all three pictures. So I don't know, you know, how that would happen, but that's the fake. One. That's all I'm saying. I, I've got to get this picture. Um, hey, I, I was I. Well, the differences, and I go, Well, that's yeah, I can see that one's got a rounder face. But, but then I'm looking at the three pictures with the teeth, and it's like one tooth that Paul has, on it's left the inside, and it definitely it looks like it's the same. One I'll try to get that picture into the
3: hey,
0: also, how, you have.
4: how did uh, the yeah. real Paul one has ears that uh, are attached at the bottom, and the other has ears that come up to, a like, a letter C, and, and the low yeah. bands down. They never fix that, so there's one easy way to spot them. And the Are voice analysis
6: don't match. Is that just me? Anyway. Uh, go ahead, keep anyway, talking. The, I'm, I'm just kidding. All right,
4: the, the purpose behind uh, the Beatles was to write songs um, that... Uh, supported uh, LSD and uh, POP and rebellion against the family unit. Now, if you go back to the uh, protocols of uh, the elders of Zion, they'll they'll tell you that one thing, one of the protocols was to break the family unit, which was important to continuity of society. So the rebellion starts in the family with the parents saying oh, that new music is no good, or the kids saying, oh, that old music is no good, and this is just what they want. And uh, the British invasion was for that purpose. And also, uh, the Tabisod Institute had another uh, player, we'll say, named Timothy Leary, who worked for them, who would uh, promote acid.
0: Well, wow, <laughs> all my heroes.
3: <laughs> yeah, these are my
6: heroes. Um, so, so I don't think everything was so bad, you know. Um, well, I like
3: the. rock
4: and the rule
6: songs, I, yeah, the songs are my songs. Uh, whoever wrote them was a genius. They're brilliant yeah, songs.
4: Yeah, he was a genius. He was a genius at psychology.
6: Well, what his, I read his his first was a sociologist, right.
4: but he also uh, um, studied, oh, I didn't tell you this, uh, he was, um, uh, Adorno, uh, was a German and he was working in Germany, but, uh, Germany threw him out for his, uh, using music to, um, mess with the minds of children. So he started this early back in Germany. And even the Nazis threw him out in the, ni- in the late 1930s. Yet, yeah, England took him in and offered him uh, head of uh, a established music department.
6: Because I read a book called... Well, I'll, I'll address Theodore. And I'm not sure what's going on with feedback, but I be feedback. I read this book called The Music Through Time, um, and Preston Nichols says that he was um, approached at a one of the 50s rock uh chubby checker or something like that. And they, they were doing a, a, a sound check and they couldn't get the system to work and they asked who's got some electrical abilities yeah. and the audience can help us get this going. So Preston raised his hand. He was a teenager at the time. And he, he went up and he uh, got everything working. And then he was uh, somehow because of this he was approached by um, What's his name? Um, George Lucas. He got involved with George Lucas. And he got involved in the 60s by putting subliminaries in records. And what they wanted to do was to get the kids to buy more records. So they had, remember that whole string of, of bubblegum pop type music that was, you know, yummy, 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 I get living, right, my right. Tummy, all kinds of green tambourine. So they kept... They said, so, well, this is kind of a mediocre song. Put your subliminals in there. And what they found was every single song went to the top of the charts. And this was done in the studio in New York with that guy that went to jail for killing that lady. Uh, what was his name? Um, somebody helped me. With that very famous producer that worked with all the major rock bands in the 60s. And so then Lucas approached them, and they put it in Star Wars, the first one. and and the book says did you ever wonder why he went and saw Star Wars, you know, 20 times because it was, you know overkill on these subliminals so that's one other story of the subliminals, so you're saying it's this guy, Theodore how many bands does Theodore um, write for, he must be very prolific how many songs did he do you have any information on Theodore I'll look him up
4: oh, we just lost him
6: Oh shoot! I, I'm having horrible feedback. Are you? Yeah,
4: I'm. That? I'm fixing to try and fix that. Let me get him back first. So.
6: Okay, go ahead.
4: I'll have to ask again. In, in the meantime, I'm
0: Janet, can you hear me?
6: I can hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead, talk,
0: well, well, we're- while we're having uh, this little um, space, why don't you tell us a little I'm bit back. about what you've
6: been?
0: Go Go back. Go back. Oh, he's
6: back. Now we're getting that that uh, feedback like we had the show a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, I'm looking up Theodore or though, and then I'll, I'll read you a little I'm bit about him. And- How are you back? <laughs> We're having some technical difficulties. Please bear with us. So, Theodore, of let, let, me,
4: let me hang up the studio and call it back.
6: Call it back, okay. i oh. try coming on a different way. Does that help? No. Is that helping?
4: No. But okay, you're okay. back on the air. I'm going
6: to try coming. Okay, we're back in the air. Sash, uh, talk for a moment. Or, I'm getting
0: a little bit less. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Janet is uh, reluctant to talk while she uh, does technical things, but she's doing this really interesting stuff, looking at, uh, at, the, at uh, how uh, ancient masters uh, have been uh, able to time travel and uh, know what's coming down in 2019. You want to say a little bit about that, Janet?
6: Well, I want uh, If Mark is back here, I want to resume where we were. Are you back?
3: Oh, or he was. He,
0: man, fell, he fell off. Hit. I'm trying to get him back now. So the okay, guy's name was
3: about. Da Vinci. Okay.
0: It's this dude named Da Vinci, right? He was, uh, tell well, him
6: about that. There, there was an article uh in the economists i didn't know we were going to talk about that i would have pulled it up uh but leonardo da vinci uh they just found a manuscript and he describes okay. uh, I don't know to put that. he describes how he was approached by a time traveler they appeared in his office <laughs> by his office his studio right where he was doing his work and invited him to come to 2019 500 years in the future that I, I put that article like right now I set it aside here. And so, uh, but it's it's very interesting how he's describing uh, this time. You know, he, he, it's definitely, you know, it's it sounds authentic because he, he's talking in you know, he's the Devinci
0: way that he would So, 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 using cell phones.
6: Right. Well, he they told him to hold this device up to your ear. And talk when you're talking, uh, because it'll look like you're one of the people here. <laughs> it was really, it was quite humorous, but it's it sounds like oh man, I just I don't know where I put that right now, honey. I wish I would have known you wanted me to pull that out. But anyway, uh, I should pull it up on uh, the internet.
0: We're, oh, we're being second. spontaneous while we're waiting for our guest to get back. I know. Guys, I'm,
6: so, I'm so I'm so spontaneous. He
0: is back. Yeah, oh,
6: <laughs> Okay, so. All right, I didn't know that. Hi. Okay. So I was asking questions, and I don't know how much you heard about this. Uh, this guy. What was his name? Now nah, you got me off on Theodore. How? What's his the spelling of his last name? You know?
4: A D O R N O. Adorno. Adorno.
6: Okay. Adorno. Okay. So I was just starting now, to look John, at that, and
4: John Lennon was about to blow the whistle, and they had him assassinated. Oh, okay, that makes sense. A new tidbit.
6: New twist. Well, we wondered why. Here's Theodore Adorno. Okay, so, um, all right. So this guy's the genius behind it all. I'll have to read more of this later. Um,
3: Oh, he's from here. He's
6: not
4: the genius behind the whole plot.
0: He was he also behind George Harrison?
6: Wait, don't you George stop. Don't two people talking at once. Uh, what about George now?
0: Was Jet, was George uh, attacked uh, by uh, the British intelligence too?
4: Well, it, it, he had uh, three different cancers, which is a the way they like to kill people. Right. I take, for and then example, he was attacked uh, in his home. Yeah, see, they have uh, what they call MK Ultra uh, suicide attackers, and they say one of them was Sirhan Sirhan, and another one was uh, Mark Chapman, Mark David Chapman. Right. And these people, like they hear a uh, they hear a, a trigger word, and they do their deed, and then they forget that they even did it, and that's part of the MK right,
6: Ultra. Their mind gets split. Yeah. Their mind gets split into alters, into sub Right, So right. one subpersonality doesn't know what the other one is doing. Right.
4: Right. And I learned about this okay. when I wrote my book uh, about uh, what I call the most abused girl, girl in America. Um, and she has uh, four alternate personalities. She could probably invent more if she had to need to. But um, what, what the uh, MKUltra does is they take children and they abuse them as children to form altars and then they take an altar and train it to be an assassin the altars come well and come. at
6: montauk at montauk in the in the, the you know the, the mind splitting project they used lsd to facilitate the process of creating altars but then LSD has been used. You know, LSD is LSD, so it's been used also for psychotherapy and facilitating healing. So uh, it's not really the element; it's the usage of it. You know, it's kind of a complicated thing. Uh, Groff uses
4: LSD that, that LSD can uh, cause um, alters. I think. Well, they uh, used it brain.
6: in fracturing. They would. They would. Um, I'm not sure the, I, exactly what all they did with LSD at the Montauk project in Montauk, New York, which was the, um, you know, the Philadelphia Experiment was in 43, and then they right. took the Montauk, know all about the Montauk, Montauk and time travel, yes.
4: They mm-hmm. put the Montauk boys in the chair, and they went to the future and to the past, and those were disposable boys that were just kidnapped off the street, much as they're doing today.
6: Right, they had a, over a hundred thousand of them, and Stuart wow. Swardler. So they were all, all the characters like Stuart and Preston Nichols, and Duncan Cameron, and I believe they were all uh, implanted with chips and mind-controlled. Um, they were split into these. So part of it, how they did it, and I don't understand the whole process. Uh, they did use LSD to help split, but it was a you know complete process. But they came out of it. What they what they're finding is they can't make it stick, even with the experiencers. They get this uh, splitting into some personalities, and um, the extraterrestrials do a mind wipe. The government does mind labs. They do a mind wipe, but it doesn't stick, and they they start to remember, and they're not sure exactly why some people get the bleed bruise and they start remembering, and some people, you know, go basically their entire life and not remember much. But um, so anyway, so. This guy here, uh, Theodore. So his role was... I pulled him up and take a look at him. What was his main role?
4: Adorno. He,
6: Adorno. How did he learn to do rock and roll? He's a classical trained pianist. Oh, he
4: hates rock and roll. So He's a classical musician. And he also liked... Um, uh, what, what was that? Uh, kind of a new age something. Uh, I don't know. He had a specific... Specific style that he liked. Oh, avant-garde—that's what it was. But he hates mm-hmm. rock and roll. But he was only in it because he's a psychological expert. So he wrote songs that he didn't particularly listen to, and he still criticized rock music after that, even though he was responsible. For
3: Some of
6: the lyrics are pure genius, though. I mean, they're—they're they're wonderful. <laughs> I just can't. There must be other. There must be something else. Maybe he created some of the the music. He was he,
4: also you know. He was also responsible for the Grateful Dead. And a lot of people are not going to like that because there's a lot of Deadheads.
6: So he was the Grateful Dead, he was the Beatles and what other group? I don't know
4: where uh, this A lot of them, from. I'm a lot of the to... generation uh including the Rolling Stones uh, I think even modern bands, up to like David Bowie and stuff like that. What about the Moody well, Blues? Adorno died in 60, uh, sixty-five or sixty-nine, I think. Sixty-nine. But okay. still, the Tavistock they kept on, you know, because music is important to control society as much as TV newscasts. And while their parents are watching the wow. fake news. Children are putting on their headsets and listening to, uh, you know, Michael Jackson or uh, rap music or whatever it is that's giving them the subliminal messages.
6: Well, I agree that there's subliminals in there, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't think this guy did all the music. It just doesn't seem like he would have that. Um,
4: well, he's the one that got the money you know, when he sold the Beatle catalog to uh, Michael Jackson. For what, $250
6: million? Yeah, so out. then Michael Jackson Well, anyway, I like myself And, and he inspired a generation And <laughs> I like my generation So I, I have trouble I have trouble with this one I'm sorry, I'm just telling you I have trouble with this one now, There's a lot and, of new uh, things we learned That we're going to
4: have trouble with
6: Yeah, I, I can't wrap my head around it I mean, I can wrap my head around a lot of things But he's, he's involved But I don't think he did I mean, he would have been writing all of the. He wouldn't have had time to do anything else. Just write all these things, and and that's inspired music. It's not like it's, you know, a cookie cutter. Uh, the music is just very wonderful well, and inspirational.
3: And
4: I the Beatles out. when the Beatles huh? started out, they were, they were writing yeah yeah
6: yeah,
4: and you notice a difference. So, uh, so you're
6: saying a he didn't come along till later. So rock and roll right. was already there with the album. No, they, they did it in.
4: Uh, another thing he would he would try to do, uh, well he he did two, beside the lyrics, he tried to do two other things with the music. Um, he had a special uh, scale of tonalities that he would use, like the twelve, you no know, something system or something, and uh, he would try to change it, you know, from the regular, you know, eight, Joe Ray Nipasolati and is uh, He would change that to a 12-tone uh, system, more like world music would use. Know, if you hear it from maybe or somewhere, you might, you know, that doesn't sound like rock and roll. It's a different scale. I'm
6: having a little trouble hearing you. Can you speak into the mic a little bit more? Because I want to okay. catch what Can you're saying. Can yes, you hear me
4: yes, now? Yes, 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 yes,
3: yeah.
6: yes. Okay,
4: and uh, the other thing that he would try to do was to use uh, voodoo beats. In the, in the drum part, and he didn't do it all at once. They, you know, they started out with the early yeah, yeah, yeah stuff, and then after a while, they put more and more of this influence into it. You know, piecemeal.
6: Well, there's a bunch of videos I'm going to have to watch. I'll have to educate myself on this one. I, I didn't, I wasn't up on it. So the Paul is dead thing. Now I was a, I was a child of the six. He's was born in 54. And so uh, I was there. I lived through all this. This was part of my reality. So the Paul was dead thing. uh, I tried to hear it. (laughs) Didn't you take your albums? Let's see if we can hear this. And I couldn't. I couldn't. Janet? Yes, here. uh,
0: Yeah. I think there's uh, uh, something really uh, compelling. About, uh, you know, what Mark is
5: saying,
0: that you can see that the uh, intentions of the rulers are manifest in what indeed has happened, that the uh, uh, society has been split into increasingly into oppose camps, and that's a huge point that Mark is making, and it makes the market makes a hell of a lot of sense to me. Well, I
6: agree with
3: that
4: 100%. It's the hairstyles, it's the clothing. You you remember the the brightly colored clothing and the fur and the headbands and, and the terminology. You know, that's hip and that's happening. I'm gonna drop out and I'm gonna tune in and you know, it just separated the parents from, from the teenagers. I I agree that it's yeah. No I
6: know and there's been a the uh, design to to split families, and it's not only just families, it's so people can't have relationships, they don't stay together. Um, you know, it's very painful. You know. Most people, there are more single um, parents, ra- you know, pe- single people living by themselves, and, and single parents raising their children than there are couples, you know, living together or raising children. So, this split of the family unit, unit has been. You know, um, agendas. One of the protocols
4: of, yeah. of the uh, elders of Zion it, It's to split their families. Right. Which is an Illuminati. And then there's uh, a natural
6: tendency. There's a natural tendency for children to rebel against their previous generation, against their parents. That's even a, a natural tendency. So you know, take that and amplify it. But, you know, there's still a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm a child of the 60s. Sasha was a. A young adult in the 60s. And yeah, you're, you're a baby boomer, right, Mark? Um, I was born in
4: 1949. Yes, yeah.
6: 49, you're a baby boomer. And I'm a baby boomer. And Sasha's a war baby. But there, if you remember the 60s like I do, I was living in Pennsylvania. And I think you were in, what, Connecticut. There were a lot of uh, kids that had nothing to do with uh, they didn't they didn't identify. They were like Republicans and straight and and they didn't get into the um not not the Beatles era. They liked the Beatles era before oh, I guess um, this guy Theodore got in there and made it more complicated. I remember there was a clear rebellion against you know, those who were the rebels, like I was identified, I'm a hippie, right? <laughs> and there uh-huh. there were a lot of people that were straight. And if you look at um, the movie Hair, you can see how that played out. The straight peoples and the hippies. And, but, you know, in my community, there were people that went off to Vietnam War. And, and uh, you know, there were people that were like, yeah, he's a hero. So that was a bad thing. So, I don't know, it was kind of divided where I live. But, you know, I was definitely part of I'm sorry, I'm playing devil's advocate. But... <laughs> um, these are my heroes,
0: uh, <laughs> you know, the field. You know, I, you know yeah. can also say same, you know, because uh, if from in my particular fields of expertise, is confirming what uh, Mark said. The uh, CIA deliberately and intelligence agencies deliberately is, uh, passed out crack cocaine in the Black Gettys so as Stokely and his dudes would, uh, uh, would be. Uh, uh, disempowered from uh, trying to stop the war in any effective way and the kids got out of the uh movement to stop the war and so forth by having free lsd distributed and uh, mass uh, on the santa barbara campus if you see and it was it, it was I, mark there's a lot of confirmation uh, in, in the stuff you're saying about the deliberate uh fracturing that was going on
4: and where does where does the uh, cocaine come from it comes from the CIA delivering it in their own planes and dropping it off yeah. in the cities of yeah. America. And they say in Chicago, uh, somebody drops off box loads of, of guns on the uh, side of the street. Who does that? Who's got extra guns? They want Chicago to have. This is social engineering. Right. Right. <laughs> and how about how about a war in uh, in Afghanistan? The winner gets the poppy fields. What's that for? That's yeah. for bringing more uh, drugs into America. That's not for freeing the poppy field owners. It's all about bringing right. more well,
6: drugs we, into we, Well, we know that's how they finance the, the, the black projects, it's the drug trade. And that's
4: well, not what, only you know, the, money. I point, I mean, that the devastation that the drugs do to the population is just as equal you know to as important as the money that that they're making but they want to devastate the right. population and they want to put them in prison because now they have paid for prison you know private prisons. taxpayers pay a certain amount uh and it, if it's not full you pay that amount for empty prison so the local say locals say well we're paying this amount per month for rental might as well fill it
6: right Right? So, become an industry. <laughs> Sasha.
4: You're saying people are, they're saying are against uh, the legalization of marijuana because that'll empty the prisons. But, you know, the private, you know, they, they buy their own prisons and they say, well, uh, let's pass some laws, some nitpicking laws to keep the prisons filled. And we're the guinea pigs, so, you know, can't go go over 55 or you can't have a joint in your pocket or, you you know, even if you're driving good, you can't have a blood level of blah, blah, zero point oh two. something. These are all designed to keep the prison still instead of who should be in there, probably the uh, bankers. (laughs) But that's not the laws are (laughs) And speaking of Pennsylvania, there is a uh, there's an offshoot of the Tabistock Institute uh, in Pennsylvania, which is famous for one of its uh, alumni, uh, and the name is the Wharton School of Business. And you know who went to the Wharton School of Business that's part of the Tabistock family? I know.
3: Uh, that would be your president.
4: Who? Your president. Well,
6: this one.
5: Yeah,
6: Who's president? My president?
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, so there's the, pres- the pres- president president. Went to the Wharton School. The he went to, I think he went to Fordham for two years, and then he went to the Wharton School of Business for two years. And the school he went to is a family of the Savistock uh, family, as is Stanford and MIT. Certain departments there are all for the same purpose to control you know, Illuminati arm. It's the arm of the Illuminati. That's where Trump went to school. Just well,
3: to I would like
6: definitely go. ...study this some more because it's a uh, very interesting aspect of this whole uh, ...phenomenon, you know, the conspiracy phenomenon. Yeah, there's, I'm, I'm looking at the images, so the ears are different.
4: Oh... Uh, now you're still comparing the Pauls, one of them is two or three inches taller.
6: Yeah, there's a taller one.
4: Um, yeah. They show him with taller. his old girlfriend, uh, the original Paul with his girlfriend, and then the new Paul. He stands way over there. They used to be the same size.
6: So, the Paul, poor Paul died, and, and he died because of his a car crash, you say.
0: Right. No, he was murdered, honey. He was murdered. Maybe.
4: Maybe. But he, he did die in a car crash. But then so right. did uh, Princess Diana, and she was murdered.
0: Right. We heard that she was murdered after the car crash, that she was still she
4: alive. They had in a, and a t- ceremony right in the, in the car. They did a ceremony right in the car, like it was at midnight or something. And they did the chanting right when she was still alive. But it was a sacrifice. Yeah. And they killed the baby, too. Oh, she was yeah. pregnant? Oh, of oh course. but was the baby uh, Khashoggi, or was it? Probably.
6: Yeah. I, yeah, that yeah. guy's so. She was pregnant with his that babies. Was. So, yeah. But then there's what also was. the story that she was pregnant by Pindar in the basement of the Balmoral Castle. And
3: so that now Pindar. the big was, is see, who is the
4: Pindar, which means devil's feet And it's the well, the, of the Pindar
6: Luka. appears to be it appears to be an interdimensional being that can come through, um you know, you dimensions know,
4: and. I think that is. They, when they, um, according to who was it, Arizona Wilder, when they do the chanting, uh, the the ancient one, they chant for the ancient one to appear. But the Pindar, right, uh, right. is the earth, the highest earth, earthling, uh, in charge of the uh, Illuminati. And one guy, but you can't find a, an official listing of who is the Pindar, they were the, right. the head of the. King. But one guy, I read his. Uh, interview, and he said one of the Rothschilds, and it was not uh, Jacob, it was a, a lesser Rothschild, but he claimed, I am the Pindar, and I want you, he offered, this guy who did the interview, uh, he offered him the job of being the next uh, Pindar. The
6: next?
4: His last name you? was Rothschild. I forget his first name.
6: Rothschild. Well, Pindar could be a title. It but
3: is a um, yes, but
6: it, it yes, means the devil's Well, the Pin the Pindar is probably what's behind the story of Rosemary's baby, because the Pindar goes yeah, sure. and impregnates. I mean, he's probably um, a, a, either an Anunnaki or an, um, like an Anunnaki hybrid, but he's supposed to have an enhanced DNA and and. and The Pindar has a big penis. Yeah, the
4: the, uh, the, uh, original bloodline from the Anunnaki, the bloodline.
6: Original bloodline. But they
4: pick one to be the the leader. Everyone would assume... uh, A lot of people thought it was uh, Queen Elizabeth that was ahead of the Illuminati, but it had to be a male. The Pindar has has to be a male. So then a lot of people thought it would be Lord uh, Jacob Rothschild. But this other Rothschild said it was him.
3: Well, I've,
4: I've
6: had some people claiming to be Illuminati, and, and and I had that conversation like, who's this? And they said, Well, the people that are really behind uh, all these things, you're never going to know their names. We don't know the names. Oh, right. yeah. So it's, a, it's right. another the level. Everybody TV that we know names.
4: The, they're not their big
6: Right. So everybody that we know their names, like Elizabeth right. and. and Obama and Bush right. and, Bush and, and, Obama. and Obama. These Trump not, these and are, everybody, everybody. All yeah, of our leaders for the last hundreds of yeah, years if you see them on are TV, just figureheads.
4: They're all puppets. Right. They're baby kissers and, and handshakers.
6: So I uh, so puppets, I maybe. think based on my Anunnaki research that it's probably, you know, somebody like Marduk. Well
4: the pit no In but the, the has to be he has to be the representative of a, of the Earthlings all of the ETs. So the, the Pindar is not the going to be an Pindar
6: Indian. has a, to be a,
4: a, a earthly representative, well, a, a well, man. The, the,
6: These people on Earth, the the um, the Anunnaki are these are the ones that are here on Earth. They're not coming from out in space. These are the ones that have been here for hundreds,
3: right, of thousands, but, if he's, if he's of years. He's a pure
4: blood. He lives a thousand years. He's not going to be the Pindar. The, the Pindar is going to be one
6: of us. Well, I had a fellow that I was talking to and he was he was a royal and he anyway, I don't I don't want to give his name out here on the show, but okay. um he claimed that he, he was a he was a character from uh, Elizabeth Court. I'll just give that hint. And he was a Pindar. And after talking to him for about two and a half years, he said that, at first he said he was the great, great, great so well, grandson of this character from Elizabeth Court. And then uh, at a point he said, no, I am uh, the original. We don't die. So apparently there's a threat of the uh, royals that they, they, don't, they don't die. And they can, well, they, they fake it it's not that
3: they yeah, don't they die.
4: die it's that they have rejuvenation uh ability. they have scientific ways to rejuvenate but right so they don't reju- die
6: reju- they appear young. they have already rejuvenation technologies and they right. they fake it they get to a certain point and then they step out of public life and they re. it's it's a story of lazarus long. you know it's a we have these stories through all the time that people fake their death and fake getting old, but they just come back as another character. And um, that's apparently, well, If what do you, it was pretty convincing and there were some other things that I, I can't really share on the show that convinced me that this guy was real, uh, that he had these superpowers. And then after he left, then another Illuminati person came. And that was back in the early part of 2000s. They were... Uh, contacted me because of my interest in research so anyway I don't know if anybody else has been contacted by people claiming to be Illuminati but that was what well, happened there so <laughs> well they did, did things it? that yeah they did things that were beyond human abilities which made me realize they were pretty authentic <laughs> that's all I can say yeah he was the pindar anyway but that's how, where I first heard about pindar
4: right but there's yeah, the only so, one in the world so if somebody's going to show up at your house and do an interview I doubt if that's the real pindar because
3: oh no no i
4: wasn't
6: doing radio back then. no they came they came through an interventional portal to my house so that's they didn't come 3d they but they they showed themselves in my house. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back on to another topic. <laughs> that okay,
3: was now, kind of one, creepy.
4: Thing, one thing I wanted to ask you two, because um, we, we all like to go online and uh, read up on what's happening. And I was wondering who you guys like and who you don't like. Who's giving false information? Uh, who's uh, telling the truth you know, for truth seekers? Um, are there certain names uh, that you think you trust and certain names that you think are, you know, uh, put up to give this information?
6: Uh, do you want to start, Sash? Uh, okay, Sach, uh, first of all, uh,
0: yeah, can you hear me, Janet? Yeah, I hear now I can.
6: can yeah, now we hear you.
0: Okay, the, the one that I seem to trust more than anybody else is, is, is Sasha Lesson. I mean, man, he just talks right to best. me. <laughs> <the best. laughs> and Russell Brininger. Everything Russell Brininger, uh writes, I you know, I read. And I gotta say, everything that you write, Mark, I read that too because I know wisdom when I, when I get it. I like anything that Penny uh, Bradley writes. She's right on, right from the heart, and she's got a hell of a lot of great information. Uh, so she's, I find Penny Bradley uh, totally wonderful. And as far as local, uh, you know, politics playing within the matrix, uh, Robert Reich is uh, just a very g- good analyst, uh, a Berkeley professor that I, I'd say, look at his tapes. And for good entertainment, anything that Don Caron does is just out of sight.
4: <laughs> now, I have one question about a guy in particular who is putting out a lot of, uh, of uh, information uh, as far as a disclosure all of a sudden, who came from the rock and roll world. And people say, well, why is Tom DeLonge heading this Society of Disclosure when he's a rock and roll guitar player or whatever he is? Um, And then other people say that he's putting out disinformation.
0: Oh, we totally know that he's putting out a little little bit of information in the official line. He's a controlled CIA uh, spokesperson. We know exactly where this comes from. This is information that's being given because they got to give some, but it's steering us away from other stuff. The real question of the aliens. It's just about the damn technology.
3: Right. Well, they uh, have
6: to control the narrative. And I I had someone... Yeah. They they have to control the narrative. And so, apparently they... This is from another party that was kind of... uh, in, in the researcher, to to some information. I get a lot of people tell me a lot of things and I have to sort it out because what's information, what's this information. But um, Tom doesn't really have. He gets shown these things, and he goes, "Oh wow, wow!" And, but he doesn't have the ability to really do anything with it.
3: Right. So here. another
6: right, but he doesn't. He's not an, He's not an engineer. He's not a physicist. So right. he gets to go back and say, I saw this thing that went, woo, 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 whatever. Uh, okay. But he can't uh, reverse engineer it. He can't decipher it. But some people uh, can. So I have uh, one of my um, witnesses. They're called, they, they don't like the word whistleblower anymore. I call them witnesses. One of my wit- witnesses uh, is able to, you know, take the technology and do something with it and, and so we're going to see that emerging here, hopefully. But they kill everybody. They totally control this reality. If they don't want you to let something out, uh, you know, it doesn't get out. So we're working on that. How do we get this information out there? But it's all about controlling the narrative. That's what it's All right. It's I have all another
3: name. I
4: want you to tell me what you think of this guy, uh, Alex Jones.
6: Well, we're gonna. I just want to let you know we're gonna. The music's gonna come on in about thirty seconds. So. Um, we can talk about uh, all this uh, if we get, uh, yeah. Anyway, Alex Jones. I don't like Alex Jones. <laughs> Sorry, he, Alex. Uh, so don't,
4: he's in the, He's part of the Illuminati. He's a mouthpiece. Do you believe that?
6: Um, I would. I don't know. I haven't. You know what? I'm so not into Alex Jones. I haven't even listened to what he says.
3: I never. I get to that. I'm attracted to Paul. He's an
6: yeah, there's there's a lot of this stuff that's way over the top it's full of um, negativity and I just don't tend to get into it because it just doesn't resonate with me. Okay, there's a commercial break. We'll be back in five minutes with a lot more. We'll see you after this break. Thank you.
4: is evolving rapidly and advancing into
0: a fifth dimensional consciousness. They are seeking peace with all cosmic cultures, which may mean that the Earth will be asked to join the prestigious galactic federation of light alliances. Please join Debbie West and Michael Hathaway on Lost Knowledge saturdays 3 p.m eastern standard time in studio a for the latest breaking news on the star visitors peaceful contact and the ongoing project of cleansing the earth who are you i am the architect i created the matrix i've been waiting for you
3: why am i here You are the eventuality of an anomaly, which, despite my sincerest efforts, I have been unable to eliminate from
1: what is otherwise a harmony of mathematical precision,
0: which has led you inexorably here. You haven't answered my question. The Matrix is older than you know. As you are
5: undoubtedly gathering, the anomaly is systemic, creating fluctuations in even the most simplistic equation, choice.
1: Is choice. Right here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. Be here Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for Private Eye Matrix Revealed with Monique Lassan.
5: Hello, my name is Mr. Rowe. I am the host of Reality Extraction on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I utilize logic, intellect, and magic to methodically autonomize, vivisect, analyze, examine, study, scrutinize, and extract an essence of reality from a fog of illusion and confusion. You can find me on Studio B every Thursday at 1700 hours Pacific time. That's 8 p.m. Eastern. No topic taboo, no subject too strange. I strive to take a neutral standpoint during the dissection of the topic at hand, that's reality extraction with Mr. Rowe on Revolution Radio.
4: This is Thomas, a.k.a. a mad painter. I'd like you to join me Monday nights,
1: 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Open Canvas. Don't forget to bring an open mind. Yes, folks, that's right. Bring an open mind to an open canvas. Again, that is Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, UFOs to government corruption. This is Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here.
5: tuning in to revolution radio here at revolution radio we are listener sponsored and commercial free but there still are bills to pay in order to raise some needed funds to cover the cost our station is offering a silver special in the continental united states for a 60 dollar donation or in alaska hawaii or canada for a 70 dollar donation we will send you an uncirculated 2018 one ounce pure silver eagle The $70 donation, uh, the extra 10 is to cover shipping, by the way, outside of the continental United States. When making the donation, you must put Silver Eagle promo in the notes on the donation. And thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at revolution.radio and freedomslips.com. Without you, there is no less. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps.
3: Back,
0: back, back. Schedule B on Revolution Radio every Saturday night, 6 to 8 p.m. You get outer space. You get honest answers. Real researchers. Truthful answers. And a place to engage with questions. Take part in the discussion. Revolution Radio on FreedomSips.com. Host Collision Course every Saturday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. To 7 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time.
2: Do you or someone you know suffer from poor circulation, shortness of breath, or chest pains? Are you looking for a more natural solution to help overcome these problems? People tell us that after just a few months taking ExtendoVite, their doctors have noticed unexplainable improvements in their overall health. For more information, visit heartdrop.com or call 1-877-928-8822. Extend
3: your life with ExtendoVite.
1: And tell them Nighthawk sent you, because if you call this number and tell them Nighthawk sent you, you'll get $5 off your first order at extendedvite.com.
6: Aloha and welcome back to Stargate the Cosmos Southern Revolution Radio. I'm your host, Janet Carolese, with Dr. Sasha Alex-Lesson, producer Thomas Becker, and our guest is Mark McCloskey. But before we get back to our show, I'd like to remind everybody to please go over to that donation button and make your donation this week. We really survive and thrive on your donations, and we appreciate everything you can give us. And a Mad Painter... Common uh, Becker, let's see, it's um just a couple more days left in the month. Where are we? Did we reach our goal? Oh we are we over? We
4: got, well we, we got twenty three fifty two and we, we need ninety-eight dollars to reach it. So
6: all right everybody. We're at the final push. Please go donate. Okay, thanks. Um so we were talking about people we like and don't like in the field. <laughs> Oh, at the break. Uh, Sasha, do you have any questions or feedback or comments before I. Oh, yes. I,
0: I, yes, I do. Uh, the, we were talking about uh, our reactions to some uh, 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 popular, you know, basically uh, Jones. We were talking about. Uh, the, uh, uh, our uh, take on Jones. And I, what I know when a person asks a question, they really have their own answer. And, yeah, and again, Mark, I know you know a lot more than we do. So wrap with us about Jones.
6: And the one so,
3: before,
6: Tom um,
4: uh, yeah,
3: Devon so, yeah,
4: yeah. and Alice Jones are two people that I do not depend on for my information. And I was just wondering, you know, if you. I gave him a thumbs up or a thumbs down. But there's some other people that I I do like to uh, single out and look for when I get online. Uh, One used to be Jim Mars, who has recently
3: deceased.
4: And I I trusted everything he says. I bought bought three of his books. He probably has more. But um, I bought his book on the Illuminati, and I bought his book on uh, the Fourth Reich, and I bought his book on... uh, Ruled by secrecy. And all three of them are kind of interrelated to who's uh, running not only the United States government, but the world. And when I say government, I mean the TV and newspapers. And they run everything. So the rule is by secrecy, and he knows who it is, and it's the Illuminati. I bought the, went ahead and bought the uh, Illuminati book. So first he tells you somebody's behind the scenes. I said, who? And then I bought the second book. Now I know who's behind the scenes. So I used to trust him, but he's dead. And another person I, I uh, trust a lot is David Wilcock, who um, got a job on Dyer Network, and he quit Dyer because they weren't up to his standards, and he thought that they were, you know, part of the problem and not part of the solution. So he quit Dyer. And another person I want to ask your opinion on. Is uh, Linda uh, Moulton Howe, who I trust, uh, who's been in it for 30 years. And her husband was uh, a truth seeker, researcher, but he's dead and she she's t- taking over for him. Do you have any opinions on those? Josh, you want
6: to go first? Oops.
0: I'd be happy to. Yeah. Uh... I you know I read everything that Jim Mars uh, wrote and uh, lots of times I love it I I, I concur with every, with almost everything uh, he, uh, he did uh, is and did and everything uh, and uh, about Stephen Greer I know you didn't mention him but I might as well uh, say that uh,
4: one, I, live, uh, I, I was going to
3: mention him next. <laughs> yeah, Stephen uh,
4: Greer.
0: Yeah, I, he, I trust. St- <laughs> he's he's again one of these people. He works for he, he's on he's a. Employed by the CIA, he's supposed to give us some information, and he's doing that. And he's a very smart dude, uh, but you know, he look at who pays his who, who's paying him, and who's you know. So, so I would have my reservations. Knowing, see, see, I don't have a, a thing about disinformation agents or limited information. Uh, I think it's fascinating because if you look at how they lie and what they're li- not talk saying and you start to analyze you know reality is an elephant and whatever people are denying is the most interesting thing anyhow so uh so i think it's fun it's fun to listen to uh, to greer and and those guys uh wilcox everything he writes and says is so stimulating to me uh, but his personality uh is uh, difficult for me to handle. And I, when I go to something where he's got these armed guards wearing guns uh, walking back and forth in front of him, and, uh, and, and I, I, I don't relax and I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> That's my take on Wilcox. <laughs> uh, uh, and
4: another guy, uh, it, uh, okay. uh, Corey Good, you know Corey Good? Yeah,
6: yeah, I wanna yeah, I wanna uh, put my two cents in too. Um Okay. So wait, let's let's not forget about who, who, who we we do talk about David Wilcock and um, uh, Linda Moulton. one. oh yeah, you forgot Linda Moulton Help. Okay, so they um David won't talk to me. So I've met him at many conferences, I've gone up to him and he just blows me off. So I usually yeah. go up and talk to people or have them on my show. Before I make a judgment, and part of my judgment, of course, is they won't talk to me, so I can't really make it an, a, you know, an analysis about that. When there's some reason why they don't want to talk to me, I mean, they come on my show. They could take, you know, two minutes to talk to me at a, at a conference. Linda will talk to me.
3: <laughs>
6: um, last year I was at contact in the desert, and we had a nice conversation. So she does talk. I had Linda at Penn State University in 19... What year was it? 93. I had the Penn State UFO Discussion Group and she came in. She was living in Philadelphia at the time and that was in State College which was Central Pennsylvania and we had her at Penn State University. And that was my first event I put on. There were 600 people. It was like amazing at the University. So we had a great time and we had NBC, ABC, CBS, all the major media We're covering because it was very novel back then. There weren't that many people talking about the information. Um, But uh, personality aside, um, I think David Wilcock has some good... He kind of synthesizes and analyzes and pulls things together in a way that nobody else does. I know he's had some falling out with Gaia. And a lot of the information was presented through Gaia. So, uh, I'm suspect of Gaia. Uh, once again, they're like the, to the stars and they're controlling the narrative So what are they what are they not saying? And What are they saying? I, I always say that but the whole phenomenon like Sasha's saying is very, very interesting to You know step outside of the box and look at everything that's being said and not said and the picture that emerges so You have a group gestalt with what is the truth and what is Information what's disinformation? And What does that say about our society? And where are we going to? So, I tend to go to another level of analysis than most people do, um, and the jury's still out. I'm not sure. I'm I'm still investigating, <laughs> and um, and I'm and I'm open to changing my opinions. You know, I might have a, an opinion for the now, but when more information emerges, I'm, I'm I, you know I'm open-minded. I'll go with the flow with the new information. But what I'm looking for ultimately is the win for all. I know we have a paradigm of, you know, kind of the Jesus uh, Messiah. We sacrifice the one for the many, which actually Roddenberry adopted for Star Trek. He always had the hero, the hero that goes into the flames and dies for everybody. And I think we're as we evolve from a level zero society, we will go to the win for all, and we don't need to leave anybody behind to be the the Messiah. You know, okay. Back to one of you guys. Uh, Take
3: them off. Uh, well, yeah, you
0: know, I'd, I'd say, you. I'd say you that, you know, of, uh, some of the people that have passed on, but we're still learning from them. Lloyd Pye uh, is a, one of the most, has the greatest clarity on the subject of uh, genetics and evolution. Uh, and uh, and you've got to study CRISPR technology. CRISPR technology to understand how easy it is for uh, uh, genetic manipulation to uh, to occur. So I'd say Lloyd Pye, Michael Tellinger, in terms of, uh, of uh, everything he has to say is worth looking at re- and really understanding. And, uh, and partly it's about nullity, You to, to how we can nullify the system of organization that's... Uh, uh, that, that uh, Marcus, you, that you've so uh, um, powerfully outlined. Uh, and of course, for uh, the Sumerian stuff, there's Sitchin, but he's only writing what the Sumerians wrote, their own propaganda, and what's only some of them wrote. The, the history of humanity is way bigger than that. So, those are some people I admire, anyhow.
3: Uh,
4: the, the last name on my list I wanted to ask you about, uh, I don't expect many thumbs up between you. But um,
3: his name is David Heitz. I love David. I love David,
6: I. I love David. He's been at my house. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: and um, we had, he stayed at our house for a month, and I love David. Um, he was still married to Pamela at the time, and, and that was many years ago. Um, I, you know, I remember getting uh, children of the Matrix, right? That we would, with those reptilian. Yeah. and i just i couldn't stop reading that book <laughs> couldn't put it down and, and it opened my mind to the reptilian agenda and it helped me recover memories of my interaction with reptilians which we further um dr lesson is a hypnotherapist so we further looked at those my interactions with reptilians and i still get information um so it's kind of like open to hailing frequencies and Oh, help me relax around reptilians. I know it's probably the opposite because he has reptilians being the monsters, but there's actually a bunch of reptilians that are, you know, there's good reptilians and bad reptilians and everything in between. And there's
4: different species of them, beside individuals. There
3: are different species.
6: Yeah, so that's what's happened with my information. David Icke and uh, I think he's a wonderful researcher and he's a he's a wonderful human being. He's very dedicated to his family um, To the women that have uh, born his children He's very loyal to all his children and even to make sure that um, he supports like His first wife and he still supports her and they're all in this big business together to to make sure that nobody goes hungry and Everybody gets their needs met. So he's a wonderful person. He's an inspiration.
4: Well, I bring him up because he's rumored rumored to be in uh, in the Illuminati.
6: Well, tell me about that. What what makes you think that he is? Or
4: well, just uh, he's been accused of it. When I get online and see like what people think or who uh, he's been accused of being an Illuminati mouthpiece. Much like Alex Jones, well, I
6: think you you have arrived when they accuse you of being in the Illuminati. <laughs> I think that's what happens. There's a lot of finger pointing, and, and I the part, the the um, the David I I knew I don't think he was Illuminati. He was the, the opposite. But um, who knows? He could be cloned. That's another whole conspiracy thing. The originals are replaced with clones, and apparently that is technological technological feasible oh, yeah. so, well, so are you saying you
4: don't like him I'm saying I'm suspicious I want to know what Sasha thinks
0: okay uh, I I think that he's a, a genius I think he's one of the most entertaining um, uh, presenters I've ever seen he uh, knows how to visually um, uh Uh, 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 put inputs into the brain at the same time as his uh, intellectual framework enters and he repeats himself in rhythmic patterns and he struts around in uh, it with a rhythm that is making the learning go very very deep and it's impossible not to absorb what he's doing he's a master i'm just in awe of what I uh, what I see and what I learn, and uh, I love it. It's wonderful. That's my take.
4: Okay. Well, he is a
3: professional gonna...
4: communicator, and he was a sportscaster before I he was a, a researcher for yeah. uh ecology. So we know he's a good yeah. presenter. I just want to know: is he being fed and feeding us uh, disinformation mixed in with information?
0: Oh, there's, there's nothing thing that happens here on a large scale involving a lot of money and uh, public uh, support that isn't being manipulated by the Illuminati in my opinion. Right,
6: Right. Basically if it's out there it's out there because it supports them even our shows which is shocking but it's like we're all so controlled (laughs) you know if they don't want it out there our Skype wouldn't work today, you know, so they want it out there, and it serves their purpose, so that's where you, you go to the next level, but I, I'll tell you, I, I um, they said the same thing about um, uh, uh, Zechariah Sitchin, they said he was at the rituals, you know, uh, with Pindar, and stuff like that, and it's like, all I know is the person that I was interacting with, and I personally have met both these people, so they're not just a, uh, you know, somebody that's, uh, I haven't really interacted, I mean, I've sat there, and I've looked at them, and, and I looked in their eyes, and I, you know, I had face-to-face contact, and uh, I felt their hearts, I'm very sensitive, i psychic, and I can tell when someone's, you know, coming from their ego, or coming from their heart, and and David has a big heart, really, he's very heart-centered, and he, he wants to, whether he's being controlled or manipulated or not, in his heart, he wants to see humanity free from this uh, Illuminati matrix, and then uh, um, Zachariah at first was kind of, you know, in his head, right, he was in his head, and um, then he softened, at a certain point he had open heart surgery, and by the end of his life he was very very heart-centered, so he shifted from (laughs) head-centered to heart-centered. But the information, who knows, the jury's still out, we're still in the middle of this investigation Who's telling truth and who isn't? But, but I haven't read anything lately from David and uh, Zechariah is dead. So let's go on to the next person. Who else well, would you like to, to?
4: I was going to add something about uh, Zechariah. Okay. Uh, so I know you. I know you both are big fans of his. So I'm uh, reticent to say anything uh, negative. do have
6: wrong to our opinion. <laughs> but
4: um. There was a theory put out, which I have come across, that said that he was being used uh, by the Dracos to, who had buried certain, uh, they went back in time and buried certain clay um, tablets for him to find. They went back 300 years and buried them, and then they were found recently, and he was taught how to interpret them. Uh, to the benefit of what they wanted it to say. And I know there's there's other researchers in the language, in the ancient languages, that disagree with his interpretation, including one guy uh, who challenged him to a debate and said that uh, Zechariah never showed up. But then I was curious, I was suspicious of this guy. His name is Michael something, and he's a preacher. And um, he said that he's a an expert in a Sumerian. And he said that the things that Zechariah said, like the spaceships and the certain words, never appeared in the language that he interpreted. So, and then there's also a photograph of Zechariah at a uh, Illuminati meeting wearing his apron and his uh, necklace. And he he had his white gloves on and he's covering his face. So I put all this stuff together and uh, I have to form an opinion, so I leave a question mark. But I do have a bunch of his books here. You know, The Twelfth Planet was a great book. And I have, I think, Stairway to Heaven and, uh, and what's another one? Gold of the Gods or something. I have at least three of his books here. But I did read that uh, theory that the information was controlled, like planted for him to find. And his interpretations were pre-taught. To give an impression that our gods that created us are a certain race, whereas the real gods that created us were not that race, and that was the purpose of the disinformation.
3: Well, I like I like to to answer answer that. Yes,
4: may I
0: answer that? Okay, you answer, and I'll answer. Uh, Is that okay, Annie? Okay.
6: You go first uh, and then
0: I'll go second. And I'll probably forget what I was going to say. I'm going to take some notes. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. So first of all, uh, what you're saying is, is, is really fun. That would certainly, time travel and placing things would absolutely uh, be a way of accounting for the data per ha- uh, per, uh, as an alternative hypothesis and it might be more efficient. So I would certainly think that that is entirely possible. That's fascinating. I love it. That's that's one thing. The other thing is that that Sitchin mainly based his thing, his his stuff, even if it is authentic, about one guy, the chief scientist named Enki, uh, dictating to a scribe he called Endupskar. And uh, I've come to think it's really the same guy, and there wasn't anybody who was dictating it. It's just this guy's propaganda. Because I started looking into what all the other other guys are saying, and they've all got – you know, it's just like if you ask Ralph Nader and uh, Donald Trump, what's the history of the United States, you get these – vastly different things and then there's the overwhelming evidence that way before the 450,000 years ago when the uh, when the uh, Nibirians said they were here and they never mentioned any other people we've got skeletons all over the place of all kinds of beings and a lot of different variations of humans, skeletons and uh, advanced society artifacts like Pottery and, uh, and and stuff that way before the Illuminati, and they're not even talking about what happened to all the people in Lemuria and Atlantis, and, it, it you know, they're skipping lots. It's just a very limited perspective. And then about Heitzer thing. Yes, when he's, they're talking about the celestial bo- battle, and in the in the actual uh, Atra, uh, hiatus, and uh, in English, they're saying things like Marduk enters, and he has... Uh, the planet Marduk and they and talk about these planets and their movements anthropomorphizing as though they were people talking to each other about who's influencing what and so forth and what Marduk uh, the, the, the prince the son of the scientist used to do is he'd say well, look all of these things are analogies of how I move around the other planets and and, and so forth, and so it was using the planets as metaphors, and of course, it's not a literal thing when they're talking about, simultaneously talking about people and they're talking about how uh, the movement of planets supposedly through our solar system is a metaphor how those people move through uh, cycles around the earth, and it you up know, it's metaphoric language. And the Occam's razor that we that I like to do is say what kind of hypotheses do these different uh, 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 versions generate? and how useful are they in predicting, uh, data that we're going to get to and what would make it less likely that that's a major contributing factor. But the way I start is everything everybody says has got something to contribute if we can just grasp it at its core. That's how I look at it.
3: Okay.
6: My turn. But these are Go all ahead. fascinating. So if you get if you get outside of the box and you just look at everything from every possibility, like the flow charting exists So I've been looking at the time travel, and so apparently there's this series of books uh, about Donald Trump and and Barron Trump and apparently because Tesla gave, or Tesla when he was uh, killed, whatever, the the government got the, the files and they gave it to John Trump, who's Donald's uncle. So according to this theory, uh, Donald and Barron are traveling through time, and they keep altering <laughs> they keep altering the timelines until they get the one where Donald wins and Donald stays in power. And so uh, there's one incident, instance of time manipulation. Um, there's a thing I watched by Al Bielik and he says that the wingmakers came back, I guess it was 73 or something like that, and planted information for people to discover to put people in, into that timeline. So, do we have a bunch of time lords and time thieves, and they're going around and switching the timelines? That's a possibility, um, you know. Um, but there's a, in this timeline reality, Noel Kramer, Noel, Noah, or Noel Kramer, uh, Kramer. He also. Uh, interpreted things, and, they, and he did and Noah are pretty much in alignment of what the interpretation was. So there's other people who correlate uh, Sitchin's interpretation. I like Sitchin's story. It's better than the Bible. <laughs> you know, it, it explains the biblical stories in another way. But Sitchin wasn't perfect. He did the best he could. He's a pioneer. He started back in the 70s. I don't think he had a, um, a bad agenda, but he's a human. Um, it, but Basically, the, the, the things that they argue about is they try to argue about one word here or there, and then they turn up, they throw away the whole story. And um, Sitchin's information correlates with the, uh, of the uh, uh, anomalies on the earth, like the pyramids. I mean, there's an explanation with the Sitchin story and the Anunnaki story that explains this whole grid of pyramids uh, that we have that we keep uncovering in, in the large cities. That's all in the Sitchin's information. Uh, all the large cities that they're uncovering because of the lidar, and uh, all that it's one it was one big global society explains all uh, the Mormon story. The Mormons say there was huge populations in the Americas. yeah, so and, and, so that's that. Now the people. so can planets be people? Well, uh, George Capbaccillus has a theory that uh, which makes sense to me that we exist on all levels. So there's a a resonance of ourself in this 3D human level, but we have, you know, we have lives on other planets, other dimensions, other vibratory frequencies, so part of our essence is that we are, um, we are, we have been the planets, or we are the planets, because time is an illusion of this uh, three-dimensional Earth reality, Um, and we are everything and uh, all of it and that the planets are conscious and sentient and just like this life and all the way down to, you know, ants. There's sentient conscious life on all levels and we have the ability to be these things and put our consciousness into this uh, uh, mindset and remember who we are on all levels of existence. So I thought that was interesting that we have a, a universe self, a solar system self, a you know, a galaxy self, planet, planet self, and then we come down into some kind of uh, form that walks these planets. So that's a theory. But I mean, lots that of That sounds similar.
4: That sounds similar to the um, multi-dimensional self uh, theory. Yes. Where you have your your higher mm-hmm. self, and each uh, self, including this third dimensional self, is related to the higher self which probably, uh, when we're done uh, with this Incarnation, rejoins the Higher Self. And brings this info right. well, back it, to, you know, to unify with the Higher Self.
6: Right, And because uh, we chose and, and to perhaps, subparse into uh, yeah, separation, each, but we're actually always unified. Yeah, go ahead.
4: Per, perhaps each, um, uh, like uh, this third dimensional self here, Uh, probably there's, I mean, there could be probabilities like the fourth dimensional self of me or you, or the fifth dimensional self are are on a certain timeline of probabilities. Like if you make this choice, I'll go left or a different dimension says I'll go right. And they all take a different, you know, timeline going to the same, uh, you know, ending result, you know, but, um, those are that perhaps the, uh, the, higher self, you know, is watching if I did this, if I took the left road, if I took the right road, if I said yes, if I said no, and then all that knowledge would be gained by the higher self. And, uh, oh, there's another thing I wanted to point out. Um, when you talk about, um, using the planets, uh, as people, um, that could be because in the ancient days, there was not a written language. And so they told their stories uh, using the astrology, uh, and so it was easier to teach your children that. Oh, the star did this, and the sun of the star, and then the moon went around. And, and they'd tell their stories so they could tell their children those stories because they didn't have uh, writing. And I think that's why they used you know, planets and stars.
6: You want to take that one, Sash?
0: Uh, yeah, they're, they're talking about specific uh, uh, things like uh, the net pull uh, is one way of translating. When you know, when when you know, and and then if you're talking in a metaphor like Marduk would do, you know, uh, uh, she called to her child and her child uh, came closer. You know, you know so that's that sort of thing. And, and but the point is that. Uh, Sitchin had something to contribute, that there is consciousness at different levels uh, and uh, it's, it's very interesting in existentialism what we do is we start, you know, you, if you start with just contemplating yourself and uh, the more that you do that uh, and you contemplate the self that contemplates yourself, and the self that contemplates the self that uh, contemplates the self, pretty soon you know, or by and by uh, you, get, you get to uh, uh, realize it's, it's all, it's, uh, there's an infinite regress of causes until you get to all of it, and, uh, and it comes down to you might as well just enjoy yourself and just let that self, sense of self expand. To everything there is and everything there isn't, <laughs> till you're uh, beyond all, all, all dualism and uh, everything's just in its or not yet formed form, and it's uh, anything that forms is just divine, a uh, play.
3: Which Great. takes and us I,
0: think
4: John. To, I was going to say this takes us back to the theme of Tavistock, which is to keep us uh, undisciplined uneducated, disorganized, confused, distracted, and disengaged, which is the opposite of your goal for humanity.
3: Right. But
6: the, po- but the polarity, the, this whole self and apparent other self and not self was created, you know, this, this uh, continuum in order for us to diversify creation, it's something to do, it creates a field, uh, you know, the, the stage of... On which we act out, and, and we can decide who we are and who we are not, you know, what we identify with, good or bad, light or dark, and choose. And we're always the chooser. So, yeah, there's the program, but that's what they kept finding at Montauk. They keep coming out of the program. So, all of us can come out of the program. You're a choice. Do you want to do yeah. that? What kind of person do you want to be?
0: Empathy okay, is the now- key. Yeah. yeah. Love or empathy so that you feel the apparent other is part of self And that's how you transcend every separation
4: Well, I'm saying that the Illuminati's agenda is to drive that basic instinct out of us Yes so so
6: why, What you, is yes. that for? So look at the Illuminati So what do they need that they are doing that? What's the underlying need for the Illuminati? If we can become um, empathetic with the entire continuum and all the characters, all these characters, the reptilians, the the greys, everything that we imagine or can't imagine, they're all part of this giant uh, lower-dimensional play. Apparently, source beings are outside of this matrix, and they're not acting this way. They're observing. I've been to a source being like the highest level being meetings and they're outside of this and everything's love and everything's bad. but we're down here we're in this we're in the duality we're in this polarity so we apparently volunteered to come here and so people are choosing but i think that the uh it's maxing out is starting to contract back uh we're, we're seeing the last parts of it and, and we could all die you know <laughs> they could blow us all up uh there's stories that they can't do nuclears, and there's. Uh, I don't know. I guess if I got nuked here in Honolulu and they, you know, took out Honolulu, I'd probably go. And I, you know, who knows what that would be. But um, okay, somebody else. Back to somebody else. I'm done well, Yeah, I, I would just
0: like to say something. You know, it's like uh, as 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 above, so below, and so within. And so when I hear this sort of uh, dualism, I say, well, is there an Illuminati inside me that wants to, uh, uh. uh not feel united with my other parts and you know it's that's the way i look at things that's got to be also happening within each of us and that's and of this part i this illuminati greedy whatever part of me i say what do you really need you know what is it and it, it comes down to something like love attention affection respect things like that and if I can find better ways of doing it than oppressing my other parts or other people, if I go down to the human level, uh, then I then it uh, it feels good.
4: And if it feels good, do it.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> so, Mark, you okay, have do- this vital store you wanted to bring music to the world, so if you were... Did you have that realization about music being programming when you started this, or did you come about that later?
4: Well, I just thought that was my um, calling to uh, uh, bring music to the people. You know, instead of working a cubicle and make a lot of money. Right. But I do so have. So are, are
6: you? Go ahead. Back
4: to you. Uh, I then do have. A, I do have a comment on, uh, what Janet just said about, uh, she said, apparently we chose to come here, which means to incarnate on this planet at this time. And it it brought me to thinking about, uh, some information, which I came across, um, which is probably related. If you've heard of the soul trap on the moon, have you heard of that?
6: Oh, yes. Yeah.
4: Okay. Well, um, they say, uh, that, um, you are offered a chance to reincarnate and come to the earth. But they, the trick is they're going to offer you these beings of light or whoever is in charge of recycling the souls back down here, uh, into what could be construed as a prison planet because you can't get your soul out of the soul trap, but they will lie to you and tell you, all right, you're going to, you're going to have to sign a, um, a soul contract, uh, so when you accept your next body, well, you're going to be a cripple or you're, you're going to be blind or you're going to have, uh, uh, this problem, or you're going to be in prison. And the, the, the the reason for that soul contract and forcing us to accept it is to bring negative energy to those that feed off the negative energy. Have, Have any comment on that theory?
6: Um, Yes, I do. <laughs> do you want to go first, honey?
0: No, I want you to go first.
6: Okay. So there's a there's a bunch of theories about this is the prison planet and all um, this whole contract and um, so some of the resources that I've looked at when I'm looking at addressing this issue is um, what's his name uh, Lawrence Spencer who um, edited the book called Alien interview, something like that, Ellie, Ellie's interview. It's about Errol de Grey, and Errol de Grey was the one that was, uh, was quote-unquote captured, although she reveals that she wasn't captured, that they delivered the craft at Roswell so that they could help us with our reverse engineering and to accelerate human uh, consciousness and evolution, and that uh, the avatar that was captured was really herself. It was just a to call it a doll baby that she came down so she could interact with humans for a while and when she was killed she didn't kill she just decided I'm out of here because uh, she had had enough of the experiment of interacting with the humans that were you know at, at Roswell you know where they had taken them to the base there but she said that this is a prison planet and that about the year 1000 in um, China uh, the drop was they were her people they were uh, killed and so they got trapped in this cycle of uh Uh, reincarnation and she was here to help free them so they could be reunited with her species because they are a hive species and if they don't have some of their people they're not whole so they felt they weren't whole and so that's why they were uh, invested in having humanity evolve and become conscious because humans are quite uh, creative we have imagination we're able to image and bring things down from mind into 3D form, into creations and invention. And actually, uh, according to the secret space program information, humans are the, are engineers. And so one of the things they use it for is building ships, really good at building ships, spaceships, and stuff like that. So, so that's one source of the uh, prison planet thing. And the other one is the Michael Newton Institute series of books on life between life between lives, and in that we apparently um, we can eventually evolve out, but until we get it, we keep uh, coming back down into lives, and so most of us who are alive now have had at least a 100 lives. Some people are reincarnation junkies, and they just keep coming back, hoping to get it to evolve, but eventually you can evolve out, out of the cycle, the prison plan, so to speak, to higher levels of consciousness. And then another part is the the, the high level beings like the Christ of Consciousness apparently choose to come from higher realms down into 3D physicality to help um, humanity evolve and help us figure out how to get out of this prison matrix. Okay, over to Sasha, your turn. Or
0: Mark, I don't care. Okay, uh, so uh, to me this this ain't a prison this is a paradise i tell you that every precious day is a gift to me i love being alive i'm 78 i'm happy i got a beautiful wife a lovely home cats My best friend lives with us. I don't know why I've been blessed when I know people are suffering, but thank you, uh, universe. I don't think this is a prison. I'm happy. And uh, how to face uh, catastrophe? If you're living every second, every second and feeling it. Whatever happens is what's perfect. And that's it. Dig what's happening now. Look inside you. You've got everything you need at this moment, I think.
4: Well, you live in paradise, that's for sure.
6: (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think about the prison planet thing?
4: Who, me?
0: You
6: think that's true?
0: Yes. Yeah, Mark, what do you think?
4: Um... Yeah. Well, even if you go to the, uh, book of the dead, the Tibetan book of the dead and the uh, Egyptian book of the dead, they both warn you of, uh, on your journey to, uh, paradise that you will be, um, uh, try, they, they they will try to trap you with the icon of a religious leader. For example, if you're a Christian, and uh, in, 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 if you're uh, dead in your body and your spirit is going uh, not exactly up, we'll say inward, uh, then you will be allured and tempted with a vision of your specific Jesus figure or whatever you know your religion was. And they warn you to avoid that because it is a trap. So, how long has this theory been out to be listed in the uh, Egyptian Book of the Dead and the Tibetan Book of the Dead to warn us not to fall for the the lure of Jesus saying, "Come to me, come to me," And that is what the soul trap uses. So oh there's a distinct possibility that it's been around for
0: thousands of years like that. Uh, listen, let me just comment on that that in in our uh, hypnosis training. Uh, what we what we do, what we do is we we say you know whenever you felt the spiritual uh, uh, experience and it was clouded by other things see if you can take the essence of that experience, you know, like if, if it's, you think it was with Jesus or the music, take the Jesus or the music with you, and then burn in your mind, burn the church or the uh, preachers you didn't dig and so forth, and then ask Jesus or, or Buddha, whoever it was, is he or she your teacher right now, and would they take you to another one? You go through this whole, this whole thing until you finally realize you are your own teacher. And
6: I'd like to add to that, too, with the Dr. Michael Newton Institute, where they regressed uh, over 40,000 people in their life-to-between-lives phase. Uh, No matter what their religion, they had a similar experience. But often when you died, you would see the character or the icon or the religious figure that you most identified with, and then they'd eventually, like your friends on the other side, will greet you with the... You know, with the Jesus mask on, so to speak, and then um, there was this one uh, religious, um, uh, you know, born-again type guy, and and uh, his friend met him when he died with uh, like a satanic <laughs> mask, and and he was freaking out, oh no, I've gone to hell! I thought it was a good life, God, and and then he pulled off his mask and started laughing, but. Uh, <laughs> So you're off the map with the iconic figure, but then you get to the reality of okay, we're just back in this place, which, you know, I won't go into that, but it's nothing like what we perceive it. Um, but interesting theory, yeah. That sounds that sounds pretty much in line with what that you're saying, yeah. Go ahead.
4: I had another uh, topic I'd like to uh, get to uh, before we run out of time, and that is um, it's about disclosure. And um, what I'm seeing is a change from the official policy of uh, ridicule when uh, somebody was a UFO witnesser, and now it's it's gone from that to the the uh, uh, powers that be seem to be shoving it down our throat with when you turn on the TV, there's uh, aliens now, and then you turn the channel, and it's ancient aliens, and you turn the channel, and it's uh, ancient mysteries. And what, they, what they're doing is um, creating a public that no longer is afraid of the ridicule, and they switch their tactics. And the question is, uh, why are they forcing it down our throats? All the books I used to have to go for the last uh, 20 years, uh, I used to, oh, here's a book, I, you know, and it's hard to find. you got to find it online or something. And now you just turn on the TV and you can learn about these, you know, a- ancient secrets that they don't want you to know. But now they want you to know. And I think I figured out why that is. If you listen to uh, Werner von Braun's uh, Deathbed Confession, he warned of the fake alien invasion which is a hoax, and uh, the uh, the Illuminati and their secret uh, space force are going to be used to uh, do a fake uh, hoax alien invasion uh, using Earth-created craft uh, and uh, seven-dimensional holograms, which are physical in nature, and you can touch them, And they're going to make it look as if we are being attacked and and there will be damage, just like there was damage uh, to the uh, twin towers. You know, people will die in this fake attack and uh, it won't work unless people believe in aliens. That's why they're doing this partial disclosure slowly to get more and more people to believe in aliens. And the, the purpose of this fake, uh, uh, alien invasion, is to, as uh, Ronald Reagan uh, said five or six different times, including to his speech at the UN, what if we had an uh, alien uh, enemies? Would mankind unite? And what he means by unite is uh, cede the uh, sovereignty of each nation to the United Nations. Which most people don't know is a Rockefeller created secret society. Uh, and in the first Rockefeller created secret society was the League of Nations, and then he substituted the United Nations. Uh, so the United Nations is the tool that the Illuminati is going to use to form their one world government, which is the goal. That's their goal of it. You know, if you, uh, it's the end game of all the years of Illuminati tricks and manipulation is to have a one world government. And that's why the UN was created by Illuminati kingpin, uh, John D. Rockefeller. And so this fake uh, invasion, which is going to look real, won't work until all the people are convinced that there are aliens. And uh, do you have any uh, comment on this uh, aspect of disclosure?
0: Oh, sure. Go uh, uh, go okay, I'll go, I'll go first. One thing is is our information is uh, such that we are, uh, I at least am convinced that our, uh, the ICC, the international uh, a conglomerate that uh, runs corporate. our uh, secret space program, the corporate uh, conglomerate, uh, has the weaponry to protect our sector of, of and it is the it's the same guys. It's the Illuminati, and uh, they can they they certainly could mount a an attack like you're saying. It's so within the it's so within their capabilities uh, that uh, it's certainly something that I would consider uh, within their powers. Let's just hope there's other forces involved or internal forces just like it's like hoping that the factions inside Hitler's uh, um, uh, army are going to make things better but anyway uh, I think that no one can attack us from outer space without our uh, our uh, without the Illuminati shooting it down
6: Yeah, the false uh, alien invasion we were talking about that at our conference we had in Albuquerque in October and I was sitting beside Randy Kramer and and uh, that's one of the strategies to try to open this up and go to the next phase. And uh, according to Randy, they have a dilemma that they you know created by going down this so, avenue of you know, Roswell and the cover-up. And they really would like to uh, open it up because there's a faction that wants to go trade. We're, we're missing out on t- trade and commerce with all the, the galaxy here, the universe. Um, the solar system because it's very populated and and so that's one of the things they were are going to do Well, let's get us get us from this paradigm where you know, we don't have anything that's based to this other paradigm So they're working on it in another scenario. I said well I was talking to this, uh, Stuart Swartlow about 20 years ago and he said yeah, they have the Jesus second coming of Jesus and so these are all uh, systems to you know get people out of this um agendas that they have which they created back in the 40s with the mj-12 and everything oh. hopefully it yes. ultimately will get us a, 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 to a space-faring race and we eventually evolve become conscious and um move beyond it so i think that this whole uh illuminati you know good guys bad guys is actually serving to help us elevate become conscious but you know we're in the middle of a war games and it's a game within a game within a game. It's a virtual reality, and the design is to eventually wake us up, you know, wake like us up to consciousness. In order to do that, you have to feel other people. You know, something. And right now we're very, very, we're less empathetic than we ever have been. So I think that's going to be the end of that. We're going to start feeling people, um, you know, no matter what what meat skin you wear. Because what are you going to do when you meet aliens? You're against somebody because they're black, white, pink, or orange. What are you going to do when you meet aliens? They're completely different forms. So all these things like science fiction are help us prepare, helping us prepare to interact with the extraterrestrials. And uh, I think that will happen in the next five or ten years. Hopefully, I want it within my lifetime. I keep saying, no, 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 I'm going to be 65. you got to make this within my lifetime because I paid my dues. It's time. We're running out of time. We have one minute. What would you like to say, Mark?
4: Well, I'd like to say that I enjoyed um, my uh, chance to chat with you folks And I hope you'll have me back again And I'll check oh, you online yeah. and see all the things you have to say That we didn't cover this evening
6: Oh, right? yeah, we'll, we'll have you back again And maybe we'll do a whole series And um, I going to also bring in Russell Brenninger he, he said that he wanted to come I said, well, let's do one with Mark alone And then we'll get to Russell in here, too Anyway, Anything you want to say, Sash? What did you want to say?
0: just that the Serpo Grays who uh, uh, also tried to the same thing, they had a book called The Yellow Book that said, oh yeah we, we sent Jesus, he's one of us and we'll, we'll, we'll be back
4: <laughs> Right, that was uh, yeah. reported by um, Robert Lazar Oh, right. really? We'll have
6: to pull yes. that connection, the, the Yellow
4: Book When Robert Lazar took cast. his job at, at S4 what was it? Uh, uh, yes. Anyway they, they, they let him look at that book and uh, the grace claimed that they created Jesus
6: alright All right. well we'll have you back in a couple of weeks I'll, I'll send you the calendar date thank you everybody for joining us today much love and blessing Aloha,
3: Aloha. Aloha.
1: Revolution Radio at We'll be right back after this message. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of this program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program revolution radio where information never sleeps
5: tuning in to revolution radio here at revolution radio we are listener sponsored and commercial free but there still are bills to pay in order to raise some needed funds to cover the cost our station is offering a silver special in the continental united states for a 60 dollars donation or in alaska hawaii or canada for a 70 dollars donation we will send you an uncirculated 2018 one ounce pure silver eagle The $70 donation, uh, the extra 10 is to cover shipping, by the way, outside of the continental United States. When making the donation, you must put Silver Eagle promo in the notes on the donation. And thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at revolution.radio and freedomslips.com. Without you, there is no less. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps.